Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Tuesday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We had the Senate all night working hard to pass a bill that the Republican base does not want passed. $95 billion in foreign aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Nothing for the southern border. We shall discuss that. We also have uh, the immunity claim making its way through the courts. The Trump legal team put forward an application for a stay. And, wow, I don't know if we're going to get too deep into it today because it's intricate. But basically, they're asking the Supreme Court to tell the circuit court to hold on a second you can't tell the district court to go forward with the trial until the Supreme Court rules on whether or not the stay goes into place. And also they're looking, they're, they're looking to get down the line cert. I mean, the whole thing is a giant mess, but a stay and a stay. They're trying to play time games here with the Trump trial. So we might get into some of that uh, a little bit later. Um, they asked for. You're actually brought this. The court should stay the D.C. Circuit's mandate pending resolution of President Trump's petition for uh, certiorari in this court. As an additional relief, President Trump requests this court stay the D.C. Circuit's mandate pending the resolution for a petition for en banc consideration. Woo! Clay, they are uh, they're getting deep into the legal weeds. But basically, the Trump team is like, hey, what's the rush? Supreme Court, we need more time for this. And the D.C. Circuit and District Court are saying, it's go time. we got to get this Trump trial going as fast as possible. Which is why I've been saying for some time, I'm, I, I've am i got the law degree. And so when you read all that, which I bet a lot of people's, like their eyes are rolling back into their head, it is so hard even for someone who is a lawyer to be keeping tabs on all of the different moving parts of the Trump legal process. And I think, Buck, maybe I'm going to end up being wrong, 
But I think all of this is so much, uh, they threw so much at him that it's going to be hard for the average voter to be focused that much on the criminal and, uh, and civil prosecutions that are taking place of Trump. And so I question what the overall value is going to be because I think it's that they, they've thrown so much at him, Buck. I really feel like if they had said, Hey, we're going to put all of our eggs in this one basket. This is the trial we think is the most important. This is the one we're going to bring. It's either, you know, win or lose on this one. I think people would have been able to follow it. But right now, I think he's got three different hearings today, Buck. And you just referenced the fact of what the Supreme Court's got to do. And really the essence of what you referenced is not guilt or innocence. It's timeliness. Yes. They are trying to do everything they can to get that Jack Smith trial decided before November because it's their Hail Mary that they think will win them the election. Here's what's, you know, a few things here. One, Clay, I think that they probably are going to manage to get this to trial. And here's why I think so. When you look at the way that they have responded to motions up to this point, none of this is normal process. None of this is the way that it's supposed to go, right? Immunity issues are special. So immunity issues, when you raise them, you can appeal it before you go to trial because the whole point, if you're Trump or somebody else who has immunity, is you shouldn't have to face a trial at all. Right. That's the whole point. If you if you go through the trial, but you had immunity, you've already been punished. So there's a a different process for this, because usually you could only appeal a verdict. Right. You don't get to appeal that they're bringing a case against you. Well, with immunity, you can Clay the I think, uh, you know, initially the circuit, they're giving them, you know, five days for this, two weeks for that. I was talking to a lawyer buddy of mine. He says this stuff takes months, usually. This stuff would routinely take 90 days, extended, extended, that this process that they are ramming Trump through right now, by normal order, meaning everything, D.C. District, D.C. Circuit, Supreme Court, motions, should take at least two years. And they have already condensed year one into a few months, basically, right? That's what's actually good. So they are throwing out, and it's all based on this principle that Jack Smith uh, is forwarding, and Andy McCarthy talked to us about this, I think, at last week, that the public has a right to a speedy trial in this case. There's no such thing as a public right to a speedy trial. There's a defendant right to a speedy trial. So they are wildly abusing the system already. Now, there's no, to your point about, about process, their discretion about, okay, you've got 10 days for this motion, or five days to come back on this, or three days to come back on that. That's not really reviewable. I mean, the Supreme Court can come in and say, no, you, but they're probably not going to do that. Um, so they're able to speed this whole thing up because they're trying to get it to a trial irrespective of what would be normal. This, so is, this I, is crazy. I, yeah, it is crazy. So my thought in general is as soon as the Supreme Court took one half of the charges that Jack Smith is using and said, we're going to hear this case. To me, it became almost, I don't know how you start a trial with four charges if the Supreme Court is going to potentially say two of those charges are not prosecutable under the statute in which you're using, which is why them taking that case was so significant. In other words, if they started a trial and halfway through the trial, 
suddenly the Supreme Court comes down with a ruling, then they would have to basically drop half of the charges against Trump. So I still think that the way this is going to play out, Buck, is there's no way they're going to start before July. Uh, and then the question becomes, uh, what day does the, uh, what day officially does the Supreme Court come down with a ruling? And then are they going to try to do the case, this, the Jack Smith case in mid to late July, August, September of an election year? I think that becomes challenging to justify as anything other than a political prosecution. So. But, but that's well, where we're on. headed, I the think. The courts have gone along with this at every step of the way. They've moved this as fast as they absolutely possibly can beyond anything that anyone has ever seen before in the DC circuit, right? They're, they're truncating all the schedule. Well, they were trying to start on March 4th. So that's finally out the window. So I, I think they're going to miss that by several months. But yes, you're right. They've moved more in a more rapid fashion than ever before. Um, and and we'll see what the Supreme Court does uh, in and, terms and, and of the And to give timing. everyone a sense of this, I mean, this is a really fascinating point as well, I think. Jack Smith could have gone through normal process and allowed the D.C. Circuit, the appeals court, to hear the immunity challenge. And there's also the, the immunity challenge is right in two parts. There's immunity, and then there's the double jeopardy point. The double jeopardy point, I think that gets slapped down very easily. Congress is not a criminal court. Sorry, that's just not going to work. Um, but the first one on immunity, that's actually a big issue. That's a big constitutional yes. question that has to, that hasn't been resolved by the Supreme Court. That needs to be resolved by the Supreme Court. But Jack Smith went around the circuit court directly to the Supreme Court, even though, Clay, you and I both know circuit court's gonna, gonna crush Trump on this one. He doesn't yeah. even want it to go to the en banc. He wants it to go right to the Supreme Court. Why? Because he's trying to rush this thing as fast as he can. And the Supreme Court, if they take, I mean, now that they're looking at this, they're probably going to move very fast too, right? Cause what's the point? They can't be the ones to move slowly. And I, so- I actually, I actually think if, if, if they came to me and, and this would be a, a, a crazy upset, right? If I'm having a conversation with some Supreme Court justice and he's like, or she's like, Hey, Clay, what do you think we should do here? I actually think the way the Supreme Court should handle this is to delay it because what this really is, Buck, to me is, the question you have to ask yourself, and, and I go for everybody out there, and I would say if you're a Republican operative, if you're listening to this, if you're on the Trump campaign and you're listening to this, to me, you distill all of this down and say, do you want a jury in New York City? Do you want a jury in Washington, D.C.? Do you want a jury in South Florida? Do you want a jury in Atlanta, Georgia, right? What is that, 48 people, roughly? Uh, or do you want a Supreme Court in the United States, nine people? Uh, that's 56, 57 people, whatever the math is there, 57, I think. Do you want 57 people to make a decision about whether Trump should or should not be the president of the United States? Or do you want 150 million people to make a decision about whether I, Trump I, should be I president I of the United States? I agree with you. There is almost no chance that the Supreme Court sits on this and just says, yeah, it's on our docket. We're not going to, we're not going to touch this until after the election. There's no, 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 I'm not I mean, saying until after the election, but I'm saying if you take it and delay it as long as you can, if you take this case and you really, first of all, they can knock half of the Jack Smith charges out. And if they knock half the Jack Smith charges out, I do think that would be seen as a fairly substantial win. If you don't release your opinion, I'm not sure what the last day to release opinions are, but let's say it's early July. Let's say it's July 4th weekend. They're going to come out with a ruling. Um, and then you have to go get a jury seated. That would mean you can't start until August. 
I think it becomes very difficult to start a trial in August Why is it with difficult? the election. In, well, because in general, uh, you have the Department of Justice uh, position. I know, but you're you forgetting what the, a trial what the, what the courts have done up to this point is entirely unprecedented in scheduling this I get thing it. as fast as humanly possible. So the notion that they're going to rely on precedent to stop it at that phase, to me, what I'm saying, Clay, is when I was looking over this last night when the application went through, this freight train has been quietly moving in the background that, you know, was in Chutkin's hand, the district court, then it went to the circuit court, and then ended back to Chutkin, and, and the district court did, I'm sorry, the circuit court did something that completely shows their hand in this. They said, look, you either take it to the Supreme Court or the clock starts running and Chutkin can put this back on the calendar. Right. That's what they want, right? They want to get to the trial yes. as soon as possible. So now, Supreme Court's probably going to come down, I don't know, in the next, you know, day or two and say, okay, okay, there's a stay, right? I, I think yeah. they're going to have to do that. And then they may even, I think they can say, we take your application for this stay as effectively that they can do this, a, a grant of, of cert. They can say, we'll look at the immunity claim now too, or they can say, hold on, brief us in a few weeks brief us on why, you know, and, and go through a more standard process. But I can't see a way in which they're not looking at this thing and coming down with uh, a decision about whether the Trump trial can go forward on the immunity claim within the next few months based on the, the timeline that they've done everything so far, unless the Supreme Court's going to say all the other courts are moving super fast. We're going to move at normal speed, which is quite slow. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I would move at normal speed. And that would put it then I think it becomes difficult to start before August, the Jack Smith case, which is then, you know, we'll also see we still got to figure out what's going to happen in New York City. Is the Alvin Bragg case going to go forward first? Because I think that can wrong foot things. Um, But then you kind of get into, I think, a very difficult proposition where if the case is not starting till August and if we presume that the case is going to remember. I, I was looking at this book. Do you know the first votes start getting cast in September? Uh, I mean, I I know it's yeah. crazy. Like, I think the first vote gets cast in on September 20th is the first day that anybody can vote the presidential election. Given how much early voting and everything else there already is, I think it's going to be hard to get any verdict in the Jack Smith case before many voters are already going out and and casting. I, the I think they view it as just the trial might be enough. That, and that's why it's all about just getting it to the trial. So if they get regardless a verdict, that's of the outcome, that, yeah, regardless of the outcome, they just feel like if they can get Trump in a courtroom at the height of the election, you got a guy who's an accused criminal running against whoever the Democrats are running. We can talk about that in a few minutes. I think that's I think that's the whole game. And I don't know how the Supreme Court, given how the other courts have operated, now it will look like they're doing Trump's bidding if they don't move fast. And there is a pretty strong case to say, when I say that. That's what the Democrats will obviously say. And there is a pretty strong case for, you know, you got to let this thing move through and be finished. I mean, one of the problems here is why shouldn't the whole process be finished? Because even if Trump is found guilty, he should be able to appeal it. And what if he was appeal? What if his appeal is upheld of the conviction that Jack Smith gets, but that appeal doesn't come till after the election? You know what I mean? The whole thing. Oh, I don't think there's any way the Supreme Court will rule on a Trump appeal before the election. No, that's but that's what I'm saying is that the appeal could come after the election. Yeah, and so you don't even get fair process even if you get a verdict the first time around. I mean, imagine imagine this scenario: Trump goes to trial, Trump gets convicted. Let's say it's September, right? Theoretically. Yeah. And then there's an election. How whatever the outcome is. 
And then Trump on appeal in January, or, you know, appeal says, uh, you know what, actually he's not guilty. I mean, how, how does that? I, I think, have any I, I don't think that, I don't think that's a crazy, I don't think that timeline is crazy at all. Which is why, remember, if there are five justices who really think this is an affront to American democracy, they can say that he has immunity and this case is done. I don't, I don't know if Amy Coney Barrett and, and Kavanaugh. I, I, and yeah, Edwards, right. That, that's not being talked about a lot. It. They could theoretically say this case is, you know, this case is within the bounds of, of presidential authority and just toss it in July. Would you, you want to play, you want to place a bet on that one? I, I think it's, it? I, I think it's unlikely, but I do think they're going to cut Jack Smith's charges in half. I think they're going to toss. The, uh, the half of the I, I charges. Get it, but that I think if they can Trump. get one, if they can bring one felony indictment to trial against Trump, that, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole game. That's the whole goal. I don't know. I mean, all I know is the application when you, cause you know, the application amended to it. This was what was so, or appended, appended to it. Sorry. Was the, uh, the, the district court and the circuit court's previous actions. When you look through it, you're like, this is a sham. This is a total sham. Oh, it's it all, appeals- it's all, it's all completely, and I have to be careful not to curse because I've so far made it almost three years with you. It's all BS. It, it, an appeals all of court this. decision should take six months usually. Oh, I know. I know. Six months. They're doing this stuff in ten days, five days. Folks, it, the fix is in times ten. I was pulling my hair out last night reading this. All right. Well, I got a lot of hair, so we'll be okay. Uh, Pure Talk believes in American values. This is the cell phone company I use every day, the same one that Clay's, uh, Clay's family relies on, too. Pure Talk also believes the word free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fee nonsense, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen and a quick-charging battery. Qualifying plans start at just $35 a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk service is on the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year on a Pure Talk plan. I love Pure Talk. It worked for me in Scotland. It'll work for you all over this country. It actually has overseas plans, too. Dial pound 250. Say keywords Clay and Buck. Claim your eligibility for a free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. That's pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong Strong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last 
four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay. Grab the transcript, Ali. Flag this. I'm giving you my prediction for what the Supreme Court is going to do because we're talking about this rushed idea to try to get the Jack Smith case to trial. Buck, I think you have to think about all three of these cases not as individual decisions because they'll be seen as a collective whole as sort of the Trump docket on the Supreme Court. I think the Supreme Court, by at least 7-2, to two, maybe 9-0, is going to say Trump can't be taken off the ballot in Colorado. That will be considered a Trump win. I think, Buck, they are going to say 5-4, that half of the Jack Smith cases cannot be tried, that they are misusing the statute on the Jan 6th cases. And then I think 6-3, maybe 5-4, but 6-3 more likely, they will say Trump does not have broad immunity. So Trump will win two of the cases, lose one, and then we come back. This is the big question that you've been asking. I think they will issue all of those opinions, uh, other than the Colorado case, which I think will come sooner, on the last day of the court, which will be sometime in late June, early July. So does Jack Smith get to trial? I that say is yes. The question. You say yes. I'll tell you what I think. When we come back, back. that's called the tease. All right, so I was going to lay out a whole range of topics today for the show, but we got a little side because there's many things, many of the things have happened. Uh, Biden's declining state of mind. Uh, Also, Clay, at some point, I'm going to ask you, uh, there's a chart the Wall Street Journal shared of the American jobs that skew heavily to one gender. I actually, yes, yes. We'll hold this for the end. We're not going to do it right now. But I, cause I want, I want our, I want everyone to think about this one. I want you to think about this one. Um, the general you, uh, if you had to pick one that skewed heavily female and had to pick one that skewed incredibly heavily male, which ones from the list would it be? But we'll get to that in a little bit. First up here. So it just struck me last night. I had this cause I wanted to read the, just to update everybody. There's an application from Trump's team for, to the Supreme Court for a stay of the circuit court in D.C. Circuit court in D.C. gave a deadline for Trump's team to put in this application, and if they don't put it in, 
the circuit court said, we're sending it back to Chutkin in the district court. She can put a new trial date on the calendar, and it's all systems go. Trump's team put in the state of the Supreme Court. We're waiting to hear from the Supreme Court. But I went through the whole the whole document yep. last night and added to it, you can see the arguments, but also you can see uh, the other decisions that have been handed down and the timeline, and they are at warp speed. Or if you're a Spaceballs fan, ludicrous speed. They are moving this thing, what should take six months in the appeals process, they're doing in ten days or, or, you know, or five days. And I, this is so clear what's going on. With that in mind, it does go to the Supreme Court. I already said, I think that Jack Smith is going to squeeze in this trial before the election. That is, that is where my head is at right now. Do you think he get, does he get to a trial before we cast our votes? Yes or no? I, I don't think so. All right. I, I, Mark and it I've down. got a couple. Put it, on the, put it got, on the board. I've got a couple. First of all, I think he'd only have two charges left. And I think the Supreme Court is not going to be a part of the rocket docket. I think there's a chance. Again, I don't think it's likely, but I think there's a chance they say that Trump has immunity here. Uh, again, I said I think that they will not say that. I'm going to throw out a couple of crazy things for everybody to think about. One, okay. one, I think. Uh, there's a possibility that Merrick Garland, and I know some of you out there are going to say this never happened, that Merrick Garland, who I think is feuding a little bit with Joe Biden right now, steps in and says, we're not, because it's general Department of Justice policy, that you do not have political trials during a, uh, during a political season. And that would clearly be the case here, because it would have to go on in August, September, October. I think that's possible. Second part here, Buck, and and I don't know. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait! Just time out for a second. Anything is yes. possible, Mister Clay. All right, yes. you got to tell us what. If you're making predictions, it can't be a possible prediction. Okay. You, well, I I well, I'm not in Merrick Garland's head, right? But Merrick Garland made Robert Hur a special counsel. Robert Hur, again, gave Biden a pass on a yes. willful criminal violation, which I disagree with, but. He also really, and we're going to talk about the cognition issues, may have may have cut the legs out from underneath the Biden presidency. Oh, we're and, about to get into that. And I think the rig job that they tried to push through, remember the Hunter Biden, no charges, everything else, the Politico story where Biden went off and said he doesn't like Merrick Garland and he's not going to bring him back. I think there's a possibility that Merrick Garland has a uh better a betterment of the country moment where he says I'm not going to allow this trial to go forward and it doesn't happen. I, I and great, I understand some of fellow, you out there. But I would give you a hundred to one odds on this. I mean, this prediction right. is bonkersville. You have way too much faith in Merrick Garland. <laughs> way too much faith in. Merrick I have Garland. I have faith as a lawyer in the same way that Judge Mary Ellen Norieka, Trump appointee, said. No to the sweetheart uh, deal. Remember, I was like the yeah, only person saying Sarah Garland is a Biden appointee. There's a big I, difference here. I get it. Um, but ultimately, Merrick Garland is judged by history, not by Joe Biden. And if you are over 70 years old, do you want to be the guy who is ramming through a conviction that, to your point, years from now, in the moment, you can make choices that seem like good choices when you sit back, that's what the law does. Lawyers sit back and they think, ideally, Clay, judges in particular, 
I you you have zero faith. Craig, I still we are in the midst of all out lawfare against I get the it. leading republic the, the Republican nominee. I get it. They have broken all the taboos. They have crossed all the Rubicons. They don't I get give it. a crap about precedent, about prior practice, about DOJ guidance. And you think Merrick Garland is going to be the man standing athwart the madness and allowing I, people to vote on Trump? I, 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 I don't, I don't I, know what I do. I do have still. I'm like, uh, if this were a movie, I would be like Luke Skywalker, who still believes that Darth you Vader. You still believe in Vader, but do you remember what happened to Vader? Wasn't good. Wasn't good. I'm just saying. Vader went, Vader went down, but he had a moment of redemption, Buck. I still believe in the possibility of redemption. Spoiler <laughs> alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Return of the Jedi. I believe Merrick Garland could be like Darth Vader there I, at the end, getting his helmet pulled off, breathing slowly as the Empire crumbles around him, recognizing that he still went to law school and he still became a lawyer and he held his hand up and he swore an oath to the law to preserve the country, okay? I'm just going to say, this, a, is, this is the craziest, most outlandish theory I think you've ever leveled on the show, and if you happen <laughs> to end up being right, we'll have to come up with some, I don't know, I'll have to bow down like... Ability, Buck. And I don't even know what the law would happen. I think there's some possibility that if they try, so this is if Merrick Garland doesn't have his Darth Vader redemption moment. Second part here, I think there's some possibility that Trump refuses to show up for the trial. And if he refuses to show up for the trial, I don't know what the, what the process of the courts would be. Are they going to arrest They'd hold him the in contempt. president? I mean, what do you mean? They would have to hold him in contempt and, and threaten to incarcerate him. Right? right. I know, but I don't know what the process under which that would occur. They would put him in prison and they would put him in handcuffs and lead him into court. Like, I think that this could blow up in their faces. And there could be all sorts of procedural machinations associated with if Trump just says, screw you guys, I'm campaigning for president. I'm not showing up for your sham trial. That theory is that's hardcore, but not crazy. Your your Merrick Garland theory. I'm just I can't even be, I can't co-sign it. I don't even know what's happened. Someone's kidnapped I, Clay today. But your Trump's defying the court. That's certainly within the realm of Trump's attitude, as we've seen in the civil trials. And I do think it raises an interesting question of do they really have the you know what's to do you have the stones to put Donald Trump in prison or jail in Washington D.C. Are you going to go down to Mar-a-Lago and arrest him? I mean, to me, how does that play politically? I don't know the answer, but I think it's a pretty crazy look for Joe. Think about this, Buck, for Joe Biden's Department of Justice. To travel to Mar-a-Lago, storm Mar-a-Lago, take his chief political rival, put him in cuffs, and sit him in prison, yeah. I think that is potentially a play we could have if they try to put this in on court. If I think, we don't I have think the Darth Vader redemption moment. I think you underestimate the viciousness and the go-it-all-the-way-at-all-cost nature of the Democrat opposition against Trump. I think they will do whatever they Would think they can get away with Would you advise Trump? to refuse to show up and make them come to Mar-a-Lago and put him in cuffs. Politically. Not a legal analysis, but a political analysis. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how people, because look, if the Supreme Court, let's just, let's just, we're leaving something out here. 
and we've gotten way down. There's news today that we have to get I, to. I know, but this, this, is, this about, is the election. Okay. Yeah, which is, is crazy to think about. It's, it's, it's a ways out there. If the Supreme Court allows the trial to go forward effectively, I think then that puts a stamp of, look, he's not immune, and they brought charges, and he's facing trial, um, and a majority conservative or at least, you know, theoretically conservative court allowed the trial. The, the Supreme Court could. We didn't even talk about this. They could just say, nah, sorry, this whole thing is, you know, he's got immunity. It's a sham. Basically shut it down, shut it all down. That could happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I give that like a 10%, 5% chance, something in that neighborhood. But uh, if they allow it to go forward and there is this trial, I mean, everything, th- this is this is sort of what, what I was thinking about last night. And then, and then we have to... We have to do a reading. We have to come back and talk about decline in Biden. Apparently, hour two, we didn't get back to it. Here's my underlying thesis for so much of this, Clay, or, or maybe just thought process for this. Everything that we've said they wouldn't do, or not we, but, you know, everything that the consensus opinion had been, how they would never dare, they would never dare do that against Trump, they have done at every step of the way. There has been no, impeach him once, yes. Impeach him twice, yes. Special counsel Russia collusion, yes. Trying to get charges against him, yes. Trying to use the emoluments clause, yes. Try, and and now this four criminal indictments? I mean, the whole thing is nuts. They have broken down the barriers, the bulwarks of sanity at every stage. So we think at the last moment the we think it's going to hold? I don't know. I don't I don't think I don't see it. That's that's my problem. We, I mean, we're truly in uncharted waters, unprecedented, uh, era, and it may well decide the election. By the way, I would advise Trump, if he were asking me, I would say don't show up for trial if they try to do trial. Make them come to Mar-a-Lago, storm Mar-a-Lago, and take you out in cuffs in the middle of a fall presidential campaign. That, that's what I would suggest. Now, Trump may prefer, Buck, that the whole charade of the trial, he may want to stand on the steps and make the argument, but I think forcing Joe Biden's Department of Justice to arrest you when we are all voting may have started, I think would would blow up in Joe Biden's face in a massive way. I, I really, really do, regardless of what the trial was at that point. Um, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, also, Joe Biden's declining cognition. Will it even be Joe Biden in charge? Uh, and you know what you need, right? Maybe some testosterone. Maybe some vigor, vitality, or certainly what they could use in the Biden White House, where they have no testosterone, probably the least testosterone administration of uh, in American political history. Uh, and and uh, right now, look, I just got back late last world five-day trip to Vegas. Not going to lie, energy a bit zapped. You may hear my voice a little bit, a lot of late nights. Talk supplements really help you out. For the guys, one we contend as we age, lower, lower testosterone levels, you can boost your testosterone by subscribing to Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. Formulated with natural ingredients, Chalk's Male Vitality Stack supplements will help naturally restore your body with the energy and focus you need to get it all done. No more reaching for a sugary energy drink that will eventually, you know this, crash now through the end of February, Chalk's offering a massive discount on any subscription for life. They also have a female vitality stack for all the ladies out there. Learn more about their products online at Chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, as your promo code to unlock the exclusive February-only offer, C-H-O-Q.com. Your promo code, my name, Clay. 
Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang. A weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We'll take some of your calls, by the way, as we roll into the second hour here in a bit. Just got a VIP email. I love the way it starts. Albeit rare, Clay is right. Um, Albeit rare is a very good. Uh, they have covered Biden's ass, and now they release info about Biden, which could end him. Either Merrick Garland has seen the lawyer light or something else is afoot. I'm just letting all of our beloved VIPs know. I'm keeping all of these, although I do like this guy in particular. Uh, he apparently is keeping score. Um, I, I do keep in mind all the people that say that it's not going to be Biden. I'm going to send you all a mass email when it is Biden and just ask, where are you taking me out for steak? All across America, in your hometown, where am I getting the best steak? Because you're going to owe me, folks. You've got receipts. All right. You also mentioned this, the Wall yes. Street Journal. What have you got in front of you? All right. The American jobs that skew most heavily to one gender. I'm going to have Clay pick once I tell him what the jobs are. But we first wanted to see the highest proportion profession in this country 
of female workers is what? Uh, I would guess, I'm going to give you three guesses. There's five on this list you told me. I'm going to yes. give you three jobs that I think would overwhelmingly skew female. Uh, one would be like preschool kindergarten teacher. There's almost, is that on the list? Yes. Nailed ding, it. ding, yes. ding. Do we have a ding bell? Um, uh, another would be like, um, I, I don't know if it's too spe- specific, but like, um, uh, I, I would say like some sort of, uh, like, Cosmetic skin, like, uh, you know, like, uh, care-ish thing. Like, okay, I've never you nailed seen it again. You didn't see this list, right? No, I've not seen the list. Okay. Uh, Those are number one and number two, just so you know. You said number right. two first and number one. It's right. skincare then, specialist. Skincare spe- I've never heard or seen it. 99% of, like, of skincare specialists are female. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, Rodan and Fields, like, all that stuff. Like, they never, yeah. they never, there's never a man involved. All right, involved. well, you, you nailed two. Do you, all give, right, you want to give me one so, more? and the third, what would I say is the third most female-centric job? Um, I'm thinking yes, already, think I'm sorry. Sec- think, think like a sexist, Clay. Yeah, um, think, yeah, think like a sexist. Um, Secretary. Oh man, I, I, I'm thinking of the men. I'm thinking of Se- the men jobs. Secretary is the, uh, oh, is the next one. Oh, that's super. I would, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm I was trying, trying to help you with that. I threw you a clue. You had phone a friend on live radio right there. And then the next yeah. two. So it's skincare specialist, preschool, kindergarten teacher, number two, number three, legal or just secretaries, administrative assistants, four, dental hygienist. Oh, I should have gotten that one. And then five is speech language pathologist. Okay, men. Let me give you some men that I immediately think of. Like a mechanic. Mechanic's this one's gotta much be easier. Mechanic's um, gotta be on the list. Like construction yes. worker. Yes. Um, a like plumber or something like that. Like is there any Pipe player? Been, yes. Yeah. Um, a, uh, like that's three. I just nailed three. Yeah, what are the other two? Three. All right. Logging workers and brick oh, yeah. mason or stone mason. Those are the top five. If you have to pick one of the female uh, centric jobs, which one is it to do yourself? Sec- oh man, <laughs> those all sound like awful jobs. <laughs> he wanted to pick one do- in theory. I, look at his, I was going to say at the sexism of Clay Travis. On I was going to say secretary, but I would just feel like such a little bitch because uh, I, I would say some- of the of the male worker jobs, you could tell me which one. I'd go logging. Just because no. at least you're outdoors, but I don't know if we have any loggers listening. No. Please call in and tell me what you, it's like to be I, in I logging. I would be totally afraid of getting hit by a tree. That's a tough job, man. I would probably be a plumber. I don't think a plumber. It's kind of a gross job, but at least you're indoors. The weather's not that bad. Plumbers um, fix problems and are super necessary. Plumbers I'd prob- leave people with a smile. I, I'd probably go. Uh, with the, the kindergarten teacher, I, I think if I had to pick one of those. People might. I know, they'd ask questions. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.